Yo, this is Sam Triple, and you're listening to the Mad Scientist Party Hour on Riotcast Network and Riotcast.com. Holla at your boy. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft, and I'm joined by a man who is completely nude from the waist down and is currently flicking the tip of his boner with a lit cigarette. That's Chef Clark. Hey! And beaming to us from a secret bunker beneath Antarctica, the bearded booger blaster known as Shuddy Boy. Yo! So here we are, back once again. Um, I want to start things off with something that I I, I just want to get this out of the way because I know I'm going to fucking forget it if I put it off towards the end. So I'm traveling to Minneapolis in a couple days. We're doing some live Jason Ellis shows from the Summer X Games in Minneapolis. I feel like that does well for you in the show. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's Jason Ellis' shit. I'm sure they get a lot of great skateboarders and action sports guys on the show, right? Or no? Am I tripping? I mean, usually. I mean, it's Jason tends to gravitate towards the older heads, like the people that he used to skate with. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, none of those people are really skating in, com- or competing in the X Games. But, um, yeah, it's gonna. Uh, uh, I'm throwing it out there because I want, if there's any, any Puminati... In the Minnesota area? Yeah. Any, Minnesota? Any, any Minneapolis Puminati hit me up. Um, I know they're trying to get together a meet and greet. I was kind of hoping all that shit would be ironed out by now, but everything seems to just fly by the seat of its pants. So we'll, we'll try and get the info out there if, if a meet and greet ends up happening. Otherwise, if you're in Minneapolis, fucking hit me up. I'm, I'm down to, I'm getting it myself a Juicy Lucy. Oh, baby. The, the, the cheeseburger with. With cheese in the middle of the meat? Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, man. I was actually looking at the Wikipedia entry for a Lucy, a Juicy Lucy, and two restaurants in Minneapolis claim ownership of it. They, they both claim they invented it. Okay. So, so are you going to try them both and pit them against I would, each other? I would like to. Time permitting, I want to try a, 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 Lucy, a Juicy Lucy from both. Uh, like 5'8". It's like 5-858 grill, something like that. I wonder how like annoyingly busy they get or they're going to be. I know. Well, yeah, it's 5-8 club and then mats. Like how much tourist traffic or foot traffic do they get? But then again, the X Games are going through there. How far from like the hotel is this place? It looks like it's like a 20-minute Uber. Not far enough. You could be in for some lines, but I'm sure it's worth it. I hear great thing. I mean, I don't know how it could be bad. So, well, and we're also getting a two-hour time delay because of the time difference. So we're going to be going live. We usually go live at two. We're going to be going live at four. So I can I can get there for for fucking for lunch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you? Uh, how could a ju- uh, uh, juicy Lucy be bad? I know. But I'd like to try it from both places to see. I'll decide who gets to claim the the juicy Lucy. I wonder if they have they have 
cheese on top and cheese in the middle. That's that's my big question. If for, they don't, I'm going to ask for cheese yeah, on top. Yeah, extra cheese, like yeah. a savage. God, I'd be so proud of you. <laughs> I'd be so proud of you. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do some more uh fact digging for this juicy Lucy stuff. Find out yeah. if there's cheese on on top and in the middle. Yeah, do it up. So any any Puminati in the area, hit me up. I'd love to hang. And uh, I'm I'm now scared to fly with weed. So if anybody wants to get stoned with me, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm scared to fly with weed. Because they fucking TSA made an announcement on their Instagram. Like, look, if you know, we're not looking for it, but if we find it, we j- we can't just like turn a blind eye. It looks like. From the quick research that I'm doing, there is no cheese on top, but cheese in the middle. But this cheese in the middle on a lot of these burgers looks like the real deal. 5-8 Club looks like they put four different kinds of cheeses inside the beef patty. It's just cheese blend? Yeah. Man, that's great. Very excited about that. Yeah, you should be. How? When how long you are going for again? Uh... I forget. A few days. Everyone, I don't know if everyone, but most of the people that I've talked to says that Minneapolis has the nicest airport. I would love for you to weigh in or, and confirm that. All right. I'll have, to, I'll have to make Do a mental a 60 note. seconds with Kevin. I feel like your half of your trips go unfavorably. At the, There's issues at the airport. And it leads you to having higher than average airport times, travel airport times. Am I hot or cold in that assessment? I mean, the big fuck up was the one I never get connecting flights unless that's the only option. And I got pressured into taking a fucking connecting flight with 45 minutes between landing and takeoff. So you're talking about Washington now. That was when we were supposed to be going to the Indy 500. Right, but you're connected when I got to yeah when I got stuck in Washington because yeah. oh what are the odds somebody misses a forty five minute layover oh I don't know a hundred percent so maybe I have recency bias but I thought that's happened in similar situations before to you I can't remember Where the other the only other time the I've, I've missed a flight all right fair enough well so this way. is a direct so I'm chilling let me know if you like it I will um, Shuddy boy you hit us up saying you have like a big dilemma yeah. Give me the yeah, situation. I was, I, was, I was being dramatic. I know that's shocking to hear. Uh, but I need you guys to weigh in on... You should cut your penis off. Do I buy a physical copy of Madden uh, and oh get my... it on Friday God. when it comes out? This is important. Uh, no, it isn't. But my cousin is coming to visit for Music Fest on Friday... Then we have family dinner on Saturday. Then I'm going to Eagles training camp on Sunday. So and then so the first time I would get to play it wouldn't be until next Monday, but I'd have the physical copy. Or uh, I can pre-order the digital on the PlayStation Store and get it tomorrow, but I won't have the physical copy. Wait a minute. So that means you won't be able to sell it to GameStop for a dollar six months later. Wait a second. I don't do that. And you know what? Shame on you, Kevin. Shame on you. Once a year, I get the opportunity to talk video games and be excited about it. Not once a year because of Fortnite, but traditionally, on average, only one one time a year do I actually talk about video games, and it's Madden. This is this is near and dear 
and important to both me and Shuddy. And maybe you don't act like such a dick about it, Kevin. Oh, Madden. Oh, never so, played one of those before. I thought it came out on Friday, but if you pre-order it for the digital copy, you can get it tomorrow, Shuddy? Um, it says standard... Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at it right. I'm looking. Yeah, it's early access if you order it online. I'm down. I'm shuddy. I'm gonna go do that tonight. We gotta like, get some Madden. If going. I get EA access, I can play it tonight. It looks like actually. Son of a bitch. I hope it sucks. Wait, is EA access is that expensive? We got. I it's gotta... four ninety nine a month. Ah man. So, but but listen. Uh, this that's also something I've been throwing around. It lowers the g- price of the game with EA Access from sixty dollars to fifty four. Okay. So, paying for the first month of EA Access and the game is a dollar less than just buying the game. <laughs> but you get the game now. I see your math on this. I okay. I might I might entertain this later, but. Kevin, I've... Oh, I've, wait. Oh. Bad news? I'm very confused. No, no, not bad news. Yeah, you just play now with EA Access. I've purchased every single Madden since its birth. And I had it on my Texas... In, Texas... Ah, fuck it. Texas Instrument? Yeah. yeah. The calculator? Yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> no hey. problem. I know you're talking thanks about, Thanks for the buddy. assist. I know. I, 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 that was my go-to scientific calculator in, in school as well. But, dude, I love Madden. Madden's still, like, my favorite game and the only game I buy regularly. Nice. Got that. And I can't wait. Shuddy, thanks for bringing that up. I have no issues with using the Giants I hope. Year. I hope that there's, like, uh, they change the tackle rules in it so, like, you can't hit people too hard because of concussions in, in Madden 2020. I hope I they don't hope, want kids triggered. They don't want Madden to be problematic. Yeah, I hope. I hope when you're when you're like running towards the end zone, there are people kneeling for the <laughs> anthem on the sidelines. <laughs> it's just a controversy-filled video game. It takes on all the NFL social and existential issues. That'd be a bummer. I want them to bring back the fucking ambulance that drives onto the field and runs all the players over. Have you seen that? No. So in the early Maddens, if someone got injured, they'd bring an ambulance in the field to cart him out. But they did it, like, all goofy. And the ambulance would just speed onto the field and, like, run the players over. And the players would just go flying. <laughs> and they'd pick the other player up. And then it would go back to the, the regular game. And it was awesome. It, it made no sense because the game was trying to, like, as best as it could, even, like, in those shittier graphic days, like, mimic the real-life game and simulate the real-life game. And yet this fucking ambulance come and run over everyone, run everyone over. I thought it was awesome. So I think they should go back to that. And that whole idea about oh. weaker tackles, that's just the worst. It's the worst. Nerds like you and women are trying to fucking ruin football. And it's up to these video games to maintain its spirit because no one, no one gets injured in them. No one gets seriously hurt. So you can, you can make them violent. Not to the extent that you would like to see it. Yeah, they should add fatalities. Right. Yeah, you don't you want you want weapons brought out. You want yep. to, like fucking hardcore football matches, which isn't even a thing. But I can't wait. Get at me, Puminati, 
Mr. Fister, M-R-P-F-I-S-T-E-R. Very confusing. Just throwing the gamer tag right out there, huh? I want people. Yeah, I want to play. I want to play everyone. I don't play. Who's the guy that like beat you and you got bummed out? You got to fight that guy. I think his name's, if I have it right, Jose Tinoco. I might be butchering his last name, but Jose, I believe Jose he's in our Slack. Jose Tinoco Jalapeno. I believe he's in our Slack. He beat the fuck out of me one game. It was one of the worst beatings I've ever caught, and I'm very <laughs> disappointed. It was like a four or five touchdown game, and I don't think I've ever played him since. I think Shuddy beat me, too, when we played. But, Shuddy, are you getting on Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. All right, well, we're going to have to meet up and play, but your team is way better than mine. You know what? That's the only time I'm going to say that, though. It's not an excuse. I'm going to beat your no, ass. No, it's not. You're going to be saying it quite frequently uh, this year as you guys are in the basement and we are on our way to our second Super Bowl in three years. I think you guys should be the favorites to make it to the Super Bowl. I agree. But I'm much more excited about the Giants 2019 than a lot of the pundits. How is that possible? That team is not better than it was last year on paper. Uh, I think the defense is better and the offensive line is much better a year older or say Colin Barkley and another year into the system. I hope Daniel Jones beats out Eli Manning. Uh, doesn't seem like they're going to go with that, but are they going to go with Daniel Jones regardless of what happens in camp aside from an injury? But dude, I was watching the last couple games of the Giants. Um, I'm trying to really bone up on my fucking NFL and football knowledge before the start of the season between fantasy and and betting and all that shit. Just love football. Want my reads to be right. But before our injuries, um, you know, I thought this team was going to be pretty decent. And I was watching last year, and Eli Manning started to, started to really understand the system, and he was moving well outside of the pocket. And he actually had a better-than-average year, even by his shitty standards. So it could be bad. It could be bad. It's definitely in the range of possibilities, but... I do have hope that most times these these writers and again so called so called experts they fuck it up. They don't know what they're talking about. And if everyone thinks something's gonna happen, that's usually when something doesn't happen. Or that's when it goes opposite. So I'm hoping that we can fade a little bit the the I don't know. People like you who think the Giants are gonna fucking suck dick. People like Kevin who hate Madden. I think they're going to suck dick. I think the Giants are going to suck. All right. Well, what, no we more. might as well stay on brand, right? Yeah, you want to do sports ball? Nice. So, the first ever Fortnite World Champion was crowned this past weekend, and it was a 16-year-old from Pennsylvania known as, named Kyle Booga Geersdorf. Booga? Shuddy, we're going to need you or one of the younger Millers to locate this kid and bring him on MSPH for an interview. We get a... I actually might be able to make that happened. Nice. I was going to ask how uh, many 
degrees He's removed the right now. child of a co-worker of a friend of a friend. Okay, so hmm. we're five degrees? Four? Yeah. I'm Four also, degrees. I'm also very good at luring 16-year-old boys into my house. <laughs> Kevin, so Shuddy knows a guy who knows a guy who knows this kid. Oh, sweet. So we're only four degrees. <laughs> Let's locate this kid. And you work for uh, Sirius, so maybe your credentials can get our foot in the door. But we need a, we need a major acquisition for, for Poop Team 6. And this guy would be major. I think he's probably better. I mean, he's a world champion, so he's got to be better than Tim. I, I just feel like Tim didn't, didn't enter, or maybe he's too old to play. But well, this kid probably plays like a weenus. He's probably one of those people that just builds nonstop. Oh, people yeah. that He's we hate playing against, bitch. fucking builders. Like fucking yeah, you fight me like a man. Yeah, I I say all the terrible things that I won't say on this podcast to to people that are building and kill me with their building prowess. <laughs> but no, so I, I mean, was three million dollars. That's a nice payday for a fucking sixteen-year-old gaming addict. And I. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. That's actually going around that people people can become become addicted to gaming. I, I hate that thing. Or That's I hate been that. co- going around since 1983. Okay. All right. Fair enough. But I feel like it's been a bigger <laughs> story with this whole esports shit. But you're right. It's it's an old story. Um, but so I was reading a little bit about this kid's training and regiment and 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 what it takes to get in up to his caliber of skill. And he's, I guess he's a professional for Sentinel. That's like the name of the esports team that he plays for Sentinel. And he was talking a little bit about his day. Obviously he wakes up bright and early to log on, but he plays like six or seven hours of just like Fortnite, just practicing Fortnite, which really isn't as bad as you would think. But the training is, is gnarly. Cause I guess he goes to like half an hour of like hands training where he just like, warms up his fingers right and then he does like six to seven hours of like video game like simulating with like other professionals and just like scrimmages almost like eagles training camp the shuddy's gonna go to this weekend sometimes they'll scrimmage other teams or like i don't know lesser squads and that's what he does and i just thought it was fucking fascinating that this guy has actually got like a professional sports like um, I don't know, pedigree and like regiment. Yeah, he's he he like I I'm just picturing Fred Savage's brother from The Wizard. Great movie. <laughs> Fuck, I've never seen that movie. I mean, it was it was pure Nintendo propaganda. It was a Nintendo propaganda movie. But as a kid, you're just like, holy fuck, they got the fucking power glove. They're playing a new Super Mario game. Oh shit. I wonder how far away from that guy I am at Fortnite. Like, oh my god! Like if it was me and him playing one on one, one on one, I wonder how many kills he could get before I got to to, to one. Whatever the score limit is, I don't think you would kill him once. Really? Yeah. You think he's that much better than me? Yes. Well, every time I've he kills me, I have to restart with guns. Anytime an enemy shows up on screen, you instantly <laughs> just go into like a tailspin. You panic, you're aiming straight up in the air, you fire every fucking bullet you have, even though the person the person pokes their head out once, Jeff unloads all the ammo he has. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not a strong uh, Fortnite warrior. I'll give you that. But <laughs> I make it, I make up for it with optimism and uh, positive <laughs> energy, I believe. But I, I wonder how much better he is than, like, Tim or maybe you. You're pretty good at that game. Like, how many... How Like... If I played a professional basketball, I I'm, I can shoot really well. If I'm practicing, I can hit upwards of the sixty to seventy percent of my jump shots, just fucking around, right? But like, if I played a professional basketball player one on one, I wouldn't score. It'd be eleven to zero. If we ran that to fifty, he'd beat me fifty to zero. I wonder how many like times you would need to kill him. I don't even know if I would. You don't think so? Because I've played against when you do the like the fifty on fifty, so it's not like you get killed once and you're out of the game. I had this arch nemesis who I don't know how he managed to just be more because like when when someone's really far away, your your crosshairs, you know, like it'll give you the general area of where they're going, but when you're far away, they're spread out, so they're kind of just shooting all over the place. This guy managed to... F- every weapon he shot at me was as accurate as a fucking sniper rifle, no matter how far away I was. I have no idea how they how he managed to do that. Like, this, there was no spray effect to his shooting. Everything what? was just laser-focused. And then, when it was, like, up close, he was so good with building, he could build a wall between us and then create a window in it, shoot me through it, and then seal that window before I could even fire a shot off. He would build like a ramp over my head and then edit it so half of it went away and he fell through and landed behind me and shoot me in the asshole. I don't even, I don't get how that's remotely possible. Like, how can you edit building that fast? Like, doesn't it take it a second to like click in? I don't know, man. Well, that and a lot of people use um, like keyboard and mouse is the most efficient way to play it, I think. Okay, so I was going to ask about that. I didn't know. Like, can you play. Are we playing against PC guys the whole time? I think it's cross-platform. Fuck, man. Yeah, we have we never had a chance. So, video games, I'm happy that... It's, from what I've been told, if you're playing PlayStation or your party is all on the same system, then you're playing just with other players from that system. It when you go cross platform and play with people on other platforms then you play against all platforms. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean sometimes we play with with Mike and he plays on computer. So I'm completely lost on how that all, all works, but no, this is just we were talking about how important or not just how major and how popular Fortnite was. And this was on all of the television, the sports television shows that I watch. Like, they made mention of it about how this kid won $3 million playing Fortnite. So, Fortnite and, uh, is is probably the leading esports contest now. And it's crazy. It's, it's, it's just doing more to popularize esports and, and make it more official, I guess. Yeah. So nerds are going to make – there's now clearer inroads for nerds to make money playing video games. <laughs> I can, I'm kind of excited. I wish that uh, I was growing up nowadays and I had a, a, an out to play video games. And, and I don't think it would make a difference for us. Yeah, I We're suck. just not good enough. So 
video games are always on the verge of being canceled in my in my in my apartment with my roommate. She fucking hates them. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> my neighbor, or uh, the couple, the young couple that just moved in next to me. Um, every time I go to my 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 apartment, they they leave their their shades or their wind their shades drawn, their curtains open. And every time I go to my apartment, I have no choice but to like look in and see their living room and their TVs like facing the window. And this fucking this guy is always playing. I think it's that game Dauntless. Oh yeah, or just like these one of these corny ass games. And like every time. I, me and Nachi walk past this guy's apartment. He's playing video games. Like I do like a little fist pump. It's like, see, I'm not a fucking weirdo. I play like once a week and you're on my dick about it. See, his girlfriend lets him play. Oh, she's on the couch next to him. He's got it on pause and shit. It it was fucking awesome. She's sucking his dick while he battles (laughs) monsters. I don't think, I didn't, I, they probably closed the curtains for that, but, (laughs) um, I don't know. It's, it's just funny. So the, the neighbors, uh, uh, every time we see them playing video games, we see the guy playing video games. I like the little Nick wink her way. It's like, see, it's not, it's not that fucking weird. You're weird for not liking it, fucking weirdo. So um, I've got, I have a new Instagram crush. You He's threw dumb. out um, that big boobied uh, Jessica Poimps or whatever her name is, Jim Wolf. <laughs> no. The one who's come up on the podcast a whole bunch. Julia Rose. Yeah. She doesn't have big boobs, but okay. She's hot. What? She doesn't have big boobs. I don't think they're big. Like, they're nice. They're probably perfect. You don't think Julia Rose has big boobs? I wouldn't call them big, no. Shuddy, wow. I, you're going you... to have to break the tie on this one. Do you think she has big boobs? I think she has nice, bu- amazing boobs, but I wouldn't call them big. They're ample. What the fuck? You can't middle of the road this. Either me or Kevin are, 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 are more right. Like, what do you Those think? boobs are just run-of-the-mill? They're not. They're fucking amazing. Uh, but I don't think they're big. Why are you doing this to me? She's my crush. I, cr- I love her. Crack smoking fruitcake? <laughs> I love her. They're you don't amazing. even know what big boobs are? Oh, my God. You're a fucking nincompoop. Shuddy, help me here. Or 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 help him if you want. You can further bury me. Or just me. stay just stay Switzerland. <laughs> Fucking ample. What is that? Oh man, I think they're beautiful. Anyways, who's your Instagram crush? Who do you got? Who are you putting <laughs> on uh, the Pumanites radar? It's kind of in the complete opposite direction. Uh, but so tiny boobs. Taylor Lachey. Taylor Lachey. How is this? And is it a guy? Is, what the it fuck is wrong be. with you? It's you said the complete. Kevin. You said the complete opposite direction. I mean, we're still talking about hot chicks, though, right? <laughs> like, what? How opposite? So she's as in brunette. She's more she's like bald. suicide classic girl. beauty than like. Look at my oh, huge okay. tits and asshole. She's fr- fully clothed. There's some skimpy stuff because she's like a model slash actress. She randomly showed up on my Twitter feed because somebody posted something like, I'm obsessed with these pictures of Taylor Lachey, and somebody I follow liked it, so it fucking showed up in my feed because apparently liking a tweet is the same as a retweet these days. And I looked at her pictures, and I was like, oh. Oh, my. 
Oh my goodness. I am in love. She's got like the haircut of Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction, but way hotter. And Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction, Mia Wallace is smoking hot. She's French and Colombian, this chick, I think. What a combo. Yeah. That's as that's as exotic as it gets right there. She's got like a little bit of an Audrey Audrey Hepburn thing going. They probably have a great conversation about coffee, their parents. They probably both are huge coffee fans. You know, the French and the Colombians. I that's bet you that's how they bonded <laughs> over a coffee date. Probably. Yeah. And that's how they had That's that how they porked and made her creature. But my goodness. She is just She's a New York eleven. <laughs> sure. Like that's, she's pretty, but she's way worse at Instagram than Julia Rose. Well, yeah, because you can't see her butthole areola. I know in any of these pictures, but it's so you have more of like a crush. Have you ever seen her in, or heard her talk or seen no. her in an interview or anything? No, she popped up on my radar fucking yesterday. It's like, oh my god! Slide into her DMs like I'm doing with Julia Rose. It's like the hottest lady I've ever seen in my life. You're sliding into Julia Rose's DMs? Oh, I'm messaging her my entire day. Ah, uh, just wondering if you had a, cons- a chance to consider my thoughts on you smiling more. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so here's my PlayStation 4 gamer tag. I'm going to get Madden if you... Hey, did you get Madden early? <laughs> yeah, Let me you... get your login. Do you have EA access? Is that... Is <laughs> Does it give any, like, uh... I don't know. How many friend accounts do you get with that? Can I have one? <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll Venmo you, like, $1.50 a month. <laughs> Uh, well, there's. Uh, I do have an update on that front. Need it. Uh, you, you have to buy the Superstar Edition to get the three-day. I knew it. That's what I thought I read. The $70 version, right? Or $80 yeah, version. I, I did it. You bought it? It'll start downloading in fifty in 48 minutes. You fucking junkies. You badass. I'm not spending... Because my... I have other expenditures on football. I got yeah, to save this thirty. Your roommate will really ban video games if you spend eighty dollars on one. Oh well, I mean, we don't have joint a- accounts. Like she doesn't need to know about my finances. Don't worry, I'll pay the rent, woman. Don't worry about my dad. But I just don't want to. I just don't want to get the superstar version. Although I, I am going to do a little more research just to make sure because. When I get home tonight, I might want to play some Madden. Sharon was shocked that I didn't have it pre-ordered already. She's like, this is the first time we've been together that you haven't had this pre-ordered months in advance. Is she going to Philadelphia Eagles training camp as well? She is, and we are going to the third preseason game on August 22nd against the Baltimore Ravens. Nice. Is she an Eagles convert, or was she already a fan before? Before she met you, she had no allegiance uh, prior to me, uh, and Ugh. being forced to watch that Super Bowl season, she has grown to to have a very special place for the Eagles in her heart. Yeah, like she got she bought the tickets, she got us the tickets to training camp as my Father's Day present. Fun team, my buddies. Uh or excuse me, my, my college roommate's girlfriend, who I'm still friends with at the time uh, now, uh, but his college girlfriend um, at the time uh, got into football through him, and he was a big Giants fan, and this was 2007, 2008. So her first like season being a Giants fan or a football fan was when we beat the Patriots in the in the Super Bowl, and like her 
still like her favorite Giants player and still one of my favorite Giants players is Plaxico Burris. Like she has a Plaxico Burris jersey and like loves him. And has like this weird like I don't know just like thing with Plaxico Burris. He's like a fucking all-time Giants great, uh, almost underrated at this point. But like that's an awesome way. Like Sharon, her her Eagles love will now um, outlast her love for you. That's that's oh, a beautiful boy. thing that you gave her. I know. You fucking goofy bastards. Yeah, I'll tell you what. All right, Nachi doesn't give a fuck about Eli Manning, as nobody should. That's a good call. Uh, let's see. couple stories that I didn't have time for in previous episodes, so I'll bang through them real quick. That's a piss. All right. Well, go piss. And Shuddy, I will give you the choice. Would you rather hear a dentist story or a drug-riddled Comic-Con Uber story? Oof. Let's go with the let's go let's revisit Comic-Con. Okay. So like I mentioned on last week's episode, I went to Comic-Con and I may or may not have ingested something that makes you super happy once you ingest it. That and, does it rhyme with schmextasy? Uh Rhymes with schmolly. Yep, okay. That <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, so, okay. Uh, Same difference. I was with some people, and we went on a little adventure and didn't turn out to be as eventful as we thought, so we were like, all right, let's just Uber back to a safe place where we can be indoors and just kind of sprawl out and relax and enjoy our time. Call an Uber, and... This motherfucker is in a new Tesla, the Tesla SUV that's got the gullwing doors on it and shit. So, okay. uh, somebody mentioned that they're afraid of roller coasters in the car. And the driver's like, I, I, I sat shock on everybody else took the seats in the back. And the driver was like, oh, you don't like going fast, huh? Slams on the gas and just starts flying down the street. And we were all like, Oh, Oh, and I'm in sitting there downtown San Diego, not downtown San Diego. It's a, it's a few miles outside of it, more towards the water. Encinitas. Okay. And so, and then we come by by a red light and he's like slams on the brakes. And he's like, so you think that was scary? And you know, everybody's kind of like laughing and hey, all right, that was wild and crazy. <laughs> So we finally get back to our destination and everybody's like getting their shit together and getting out of the car and he's trying to, I could tell this guy was trying to like crack a joke, but he was stammering his way through it and he just, he finally gets it out and he's like, Hey, would, uh, would, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be, how funny would it be if when you got out of the car, someone murdered you? (laughs) And I looked at him and was like, what? That'd be horrible. You need a lot better delivery to sell that one. Yeah. You don't just fucking just blurt that out to somebody who's on fucking happy pills. That's true. That's that's a that's a buzzkill. Yeah. I guess I missed that part of the story. Did you hear that part of the story? Yeah. Nice. The the punctuation mark. <laughs> Love it. 
and I guess the the dentist one's not too crazy. I sure hope not. So I'll tell that one. I'll just tell that one super quick. They get the the super abridged version. So I I had my 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 cleaning. I I, I got caught in that loop where you go in every six months for your dentist. I think I had a good solid decade where I didn't go to a dentist once. And then once you get in that routine, and they're like, "All right, so we'll see you in six months," and you're like, "I guess you will, dentist." And they're like, "All right, looking at our calendar, that would be uh, uh, September. So we got you for September twentieth, right?" I'm like, "Yep. See you then. Fuck." So I go in for my six month, and I felt like we've talked about this with Doctor Steve. You know the tonsil stone things, the the Brad be- the the bad breath bombs that it can sometimes get in the back of your throat. Mm-hmm. So I can I can use my tongue to like flick them out if they're stuck in my tonsils, which is super gross. That is. <laughs> but like, I was reaching back to like, I felt like something in the back of my throat, so I'm going to get this motherfucker. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like choking on my own tongue. And I feel <laughs> something on my tonsil, like the tonsil on my left side feels like bigger and more uh has more nooks and crannies in it and my tonsil on the right side of my mouth is more just like a marble like it's more just like a smooth round marble and i felt like a hard lump diagonally up from it like a like a bonus tonsil or some shit and you know hypochondriac kevin just is like oh that's throat cancer motherfucker you're dead <laughs> Okay. So I'm like, oh, fuck. I got it. Next time I'm at the dentist, I got to remember and be like, hey, take a look at my, my tonsils. Let me Tell know me if I have cancer. Yeah. Dent- let, dentist. What's that bonus gonad hanging in the back of my fucking throat? Looks like cancer. So I, I mention it, and the dentist puts on her fucking spelunking helmet and looks in my throat, and she's like, um, your tonsils don't look weird, but the back of your throat is red and irritated. And it looks like there's some bumps. So you should probably get that checked out. And now I'm like, oh, I got fucking super cancer in my throat. Now I'm like really shitting myself. Because it's like, oh, the thing that I pointed out, not even a thing. She found something fucking new. So now I'm shitting my pants. And she's like, all right, you can either go see like your general practitioner or go see an oral surgeon. And I was like, well, you tell me what's best. And she was like, oral surgeon, because they're used to seeing things, and if they're of worry, they remove bad things. So they obviously know what bad things look like. I was like, all right, fucking hook me up with a referral. So that was on a Monday. So Mondays are usually hell for me anyway. So I had to wake up early, even earlier, to get to the dentist before work, go work a full day, come here, do you know a two-hour show, do a Patreon whatever videos we're shooting afterwards. So that whole time, I was fucking sweating it. And I finally go to the oral surgeon, and I tell him the whole story, how it's super weird that I fucking use my tongue to dig tonsil stones out and felt a weird thingy, and then the dentist is like, you got some fucking shit on your throat. I spend 90 seconds in the chair, and dude's like, yeah, tonsils are fine, throat's fine, everything's fine, you have nothing to worry about. I was like, what? Wait, so like, what ha- ha- What happened? I don't know. I was like, what, what's, what's she talking about? What are those bumps? She's like, oh, everybody has those. I'm like, 
Well, why is she fucking making me sweat in them then if everybody has it? She's like, well, usually in cleanings and stuff, they're not looking at the back of your throat. They're just focusing on your teeth. So you drew attention to it. So she went in for a closer look and then just confirmed. sent you to me. And I was like, oh, okay. So let me, you're, you're still getting $200 from me, right? For this 90 seconds? He's like, yep. I'm like, ah. Oh, man. Dope. Cool. Wait, he said that you guys had that exchange? He said that? You, you, you asked him that and he confirmed that? Or, or that's I mean, just what happened? Yeah, and it's like, I didn't use it in those exact words, but it was like, yeah, you're not getting a free visit. Yeah, <laughs> just a consult for me is $200. Fuck, dude. Yeah. And insurance doesn't cover that? Or it does? I don't think so. So they, they cover the dentist visits and my cleanings and all that shit, but I don't think they're going to cover this. But the... The dentist confirming you don't have cancer. They yeah. don't cover my they my shouldn't. my dental plan switched like a year ago to where they used I used to just pay a copay. Now I have to pay the whole fucking thing, and then they mail me a check like a week later. Jesus Christ, dude! Yeah, what a nightmare. All right, so we're all caught up. Those are my stories. Nice, dude. Um, hey, I want to ask you guys: Can we do like a uh, can we gang bang the boys? <laughs> Amazon Prime. Well, you're getting ahead of ahead of things a little bit. I do want to talk about that. Did you actually watch it already? I watched a couple episodes, yeah. Son of a bitch. I didn't see any of it. I finished it. Oh, my God. You watched thing? the whole series? The whole series. Weren't you that's like, why, I don't know if it's going to fit into my busy schedule to go see. Uh, well, that's why when I powered through the first four episodes Saturday night and I, I planned on doing it yesterday, I'm like, if I'm going to watch eight hours of The Boys, I better go see this movie. Oh, my goodness. Uh, because I have no excuse. All right, well, we've already played just the tip. We might as well get into it then. Uh, I watched the first two episodes. Shuddy, I don't know if you've ever read the comic. Spoilers. The boys. I have not. So I, the boys, I forget when it was on its initial run, but when I first started reading comics again, uh, it was when I was working in New York. So I went to Midtown Comics one day, and I was looking at the trades and stuff, and I saw the boys, and I was like, I was looking at the cover, and I'm like, this fucker looks like Simon Pegg. And I opened up the trade, and it was like, yeah, we're huge fans of Simon Pegg. So we hit him up asking if we could use his likeness for the character Hugh, Huey. And he was like, yeah, go for it. So Simon Pegg is basically in the boys comic as Huey. Uh, I read the first trade and wasn't too into it. And I never read any further than that. And then when I saw that the the boys was going to be a series on Amazon... I revisited the trade just to double-check things, and yeah, I still didn't like the comic. And it seems like the comic does really well with most people. It just seemed... It's the same guy who wrote um, Preacher, uh, Garth Ennis, I think. Yes. He also did a a really violent run of The Punisher that was very good. Yeah, and that was the same artist as... Uh, preacher as well, I believe. So, what I think is interesting is how IMDb has it a nine point one rating. IGN dot com has a, as a nine out of ten, and Rotten Tomatoes has a as a seventy six. I feel like Rotten Tomatoes always has higher scores than IMDb. Yeah, mostly this one seems to people really seem to be into this. Um, and I didn't really think it was that popular of. Uh, a series, but man, this this exploded. Like right when it came out, everybody's like, "Oh, you watch the boys yet?" I'm like, 
fuck, you already well the marketing shit? the marketing they do I think is phenomenal. I mean, they got it on my radar and your radar, and maybe the trailer was just really well done, and that's what it is. And you know, if you have enough muscle behind something, Amazon obviously can put a lot of muscle behind something, but they don't have like a lot of things like both elevating it or blocking it. You know, it's like. I mean, how many awesome things are on Amazon? It's kind of like... Uh, this is the first Amazon thing I've ever watched. It's like... Uh, like Amazon has a, lot of actual, has a lot of gems that are kind of not really talked about. Uh, the Marvelous Miss Maisel was, is a very good show. And I, I like uh, Bosch. I heard that was good. But, I don't uh, know. That, but but I was, is, like I was saying with the boys, like uh, not enjoying the comic... Because Preacher, I love. Preacher's one of my favorite comics of all time. And I guess when he was gearing up for the boys in interviews, he was saying like, oh, if you thought Preacher was outrageous, just wait until you read the boys. And that's kind of why I don't like it. It seems like he's just trying to be overly outrageous for the sake of being like, look at how crazy this is. (laughs) And we're talking about the comic, though. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like that was a little bit of a turnoff for me. Going into it, though. Yeah. Uh, okay. I like the show way more than I like the comic. I, I thought that's where you were going, so I just wanted to keep making sure we're talking about the comic. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. But you're only two episodes, and there's ten episodes in the entire show? Eight, eight episodes. Eight, okay. Eight one-hour episodes. And the creators are Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. That's awesome. They're executive producers. So is it like a... Is it... What's the tone? Is it funnier... Is there... It's funny and dark. Okay. Is there is there gore in it? Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yes. It is ultra violent. Any boobies? I haven't seen any boobies yet. In the first two episodes, there's some some schlong. Oh my god! What's with dicks nowadays? There's... They're everywhere. No boobies. In the whole thing. Uh... Yeah, in the whole thing. And I'll tell you what, even two episodes in, they haven't even introduced all of the boys yet. Like, Mother's Milk isn't in it yet, and the female hasn't been in it. And Frenchie, like, the first episode, you only get Butcher and Huey, and then they introduce Frenchie. So it's weird that for only eight episodes, they haven't even introduced all of the boys yet. How many boys are there? I think there's five, right? And are they all boys, or is that just the name of the crew? No, he just said there was a girl. The female. Right, okay. There's only one girl, though? Yeah. In the boys, yeah. And then they're they're out to take down... It's basically superheroes are kind of just like corrupt politicians. Their reckless behavior fucks people over, and they're held to little, little to no consequence... Um, they're it's corporate. They're like, very corporate. They're all out for lining their own pop pockets and they have their, their own self interests ahead of everybody else's. Yeah. So it's kind of like good. if superheroes just got complacent and blase, kind of like our government has for decades and decades and decades. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Don't get dark. We're talking about the boys. Shut up, Jeff what we're talking about uh anyways i i I gotta catch up i'm very disappointed i I thought i was coming up with a great idea great content idea and you guys are fucking 
Shuddy's eight steps ahead of me, and you're two steps yeah, ahead of me. Yeah, you're sleeping over there jerking off to the pre-order screen on uh, <laughs> Madden's Amazon page. Dude, I watch so much Office, and it's stupid. I got I to gotta watch some more things, some different shit. So I'm happy that you seem to like it. Do you, Shuddy, you've watched the whole I first loved season. It. How many, That's how many why dicks I powered through here? eight how episodes. Boys, how many boys' so dicks good. are you sucking? Four and, All and a five. half. All five of their dicks. <laughs> Even the female. <laughs> you said four and a half? Four and a half. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to checking it out. Elizabeth's shoe looks amazing. Oh, my God. I, she's a minx. She is. And she plays that kind of character in the show. Like, she has a, a, a hot older woman seductive vibe to her? Yeah, her and the main superhero guy, uh, have a weird sort of relationship uh, that he's like in love with her and she is very seductive with him to manipulate him. Um, I, I, I really, really like Carl Urban as Butcher. He's fucking awesome. I didn't realize that was his real accent. Is, is, it, is, is it, it's Australian, right? Oh, I guess New yeah. Zealand. Wait, so how I feel is... Is he in any way, shape, or form related to Keith Urban? Like, New Zealand actor. I don't know. I never gave a fuck enough to look into it. <laughs> I'll look in, I will I'll look but into it for you right now. The main problem I had with the comic of the boys is, like, nobody was really all that likable of a character in it. Like, even Butcher in the comics is just like, I don't want anything good to happen to you. You're a fucking cocksucker, and so are the bad guys. Like, everybody's a cocksucker. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I, love my, I love a good antihero, but it's, it was a little bit past antihero status to just straight scumbag. I like the characters in this. I think the guy who plays Frenchie is fucking awesome. He kicks ass. Uh, the, the guy that plays Huey, he... This is this is a you know a cut just for Shuddy and me, but he reminds me of uh, 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 Bokniak. Oh yeah, Bokniak. Yes, yes. <laughs> Jack totally. Quaid. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I like it. So far, I'm in. I like the guy who plays Homelander, Anthony Starr. He was in a show on. Cinemax called Banshee that I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, so far I'm feeling it. Shuddy Boys watched the whole thing and given the mushroom stamp of approval with 4.5 dicks. I like how you put that. <laughs> uh, so, I saw... Oh, okay. What, do you have something to review? I saw... I also have something else to review. I saw Who Killed Garrett Phillips. Uh, All right, we only review real things, Jeff. Did you know that I, I didn't know this until uh, after I watched Who Killed Garrett Phillips, but HBO was doing uh, a three-part flight of a docu-series where they would do like a two-different-episode breakdown on a true crime event that had happened. And the first one I reviewed last week, I Love You Now Die. You know about the 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 teenage girl that like talked her yeah whatever her boyfriend in the suicide allegedly whatever 
And this one is Who Killed Garrett Phillips. And this is the third part. I actually just skipped over the second. I didn't even know it was a thing until after I saw this one. So I got to go back and watch that. But this chronicles the murder of 12-year-old Garrett Phillips uh, in the trial of uh, for the second-degree murder. Um, what, uh, allegedly done by Nick Hillary, who was like a Clarkson University soccer player and uh, soccer coach in the area and like a small town in upstate New York known as Potsdam. I thought it was pretty good, dude. My favorite documentaries and like stories are exposing corruption in like the justice system and in police forces. Uh, but this was like the laziest and sloppiest cover up or frame attempt ever. Uh, so pretty much the local police. Um, tried to frame what I, this is my, my opinion of what happened, but, um, the story goes that this, uh, this black guy started dating this, uh, this, this white woman and her kid, um, she was Miss, Mrs. Phillips and her kid is Garrett Phillips and they tried to pin the murder on him and dude, it was crazy. Like how bad they wanted him and how bad like they fucked him with little evidence. Like they had pretty much no evidence, no DNA, no motives really had nothing to go on. Um, except it was, I feel like pretty obvious that the ex-boyfriend who was also the sheriff deputy in that town wanted to frame this guy because was it, was he the father of the kid? He wasn't the father of the kid. And, he, but he's the ex-boyfriend of the girl, and uh, I, again, he was the sheriff deputy, and, and based on the little evidence that they had uh, in the case and how, like, insistent he and uh, those guys were, it felt like like that was the most obvious, like, reasoning or rationale behind the cover-up and the framing was because... They had no evidence, so why were they going so hard at this guy? It's because the only other guy they could logically try to pin it on. Either way, uh, I thought it was interesting. It was two parts. Uh, each were like an hour and 45 minutes long. If you're into uh, shitty, um, corrupt cops and and just crazy shit happening, crazy true crime stories, I think this one was pretty good. It was better than the, the first part of the three ser- the three episode flight from HBO. I would suck four out of five who killed Garrett Phillips dicks. I thought it was really enjoyable. All right. I was, I was thoroughly entertained. What, uh, would you watch Shuddy? Hereditary. Oh, I hated it. Oh, baby. You were excited for a split second, then Shuddy went that way with it. Well, I knew Shuddy was going to hate it. Why? Oh, yeah. He doesn't like horror. Sharon wanted to watch, like, a thriller, so I was like, I heard this is really good, and we both hated every second of it. You almost got bummed out for a second there, Kevin, but I've never seen Hereditary, and I I forgot for a split second that it was a horror movie. So like, it, makes it sense wasn't it wasn't like scary. It. I didn't think it was scary. There was one creepy part, but it was almost right at the beginning. Uh, 
So you can never be fair in your analysis and, of horror movies. And nobody could ever be that good of a parent and that bad of a parent at the same fucking time. You're either a neglectful, shitty parent or you're a good, concerned... You can't be both. Well, I feel like Winona Ryder and Stranger Things is kind of both, right? Well, she's a fucking crazy person. That's... Like, it... Both parents were so involved in their kids' lives and yet so blasé about everything they do. It made no sense as a parent. Like, it. That, that's what how, I thought when I saw it. <laughs> no, like, Gabriel Byrne plays such a chill, calm, mild mannered guy. Like, I have no problem with that. But if your wife is sleepwalking and covers herself and both children in, in paint thinner and lights a match before waking up, you probably have her committed. You don't just be like, oh, it was just an isolated thing. No problem. Spoilers. It's something that's revealed 45 minutes into the movie. It's not uh, – it's – not a major plot point. I got you. But, uh, like, uh, it's so unbelievable that they would just, you know, chalk it up to a sleepwalking incident, and that'd be the end of it. Yeah, I would never want to hang out with her again. I, yeah. I would have to move out of that apartment, her house. She covered, doused me in fucking paint thinner. Like, how do you ever get over that? Yeah, you're small children, because it said that it was... Like they were the the daughter in the movie is thirteen, and the son's high school age, so they're sm they're small children when this happened. Like, ugh, I don't so, know. I just I didn't like it. Right, well, how many? But I didn't hate it as much as uh, the dead don't die or the Willies, which is the most recent episode of what the fuck did I just watch? Uh, I that was a very two, funny I'd episode. Suck two dicks. Would you say very subtle? No, I said that was a very funny episode. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, it was a fun one to record. And Jeff, your most recent Burger King Taco Bell or Burger King Tacos uh, snack attack was very entertaining as well. Oh, thanks. Do you um, you took issue with me calling you out about the onions? I was just joking. Yeah. Do you? And I know I've asked you this before, but you also hate onion rings too, right? Even yeah. like Burger King onion rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, I will say this. So usually on Mondays, it's it's so um, it's such a hectic day every week for me that sometimes I'm so starving when I leave the office that like it's like okay, okay I I'm not going to be able to make it four more hours without eating something. So I, I need something to hold me over on the way home. I stopped at Jack in the Box. I never go to Jack in the Box. I just stopped there to see what's up and got their tacos. Have you ever had Jack in the Box tacos? Yeah. They're the most them. disgusting things in the fucking planet. Okay. Do you like them? Uh, I mean, it's 50 cents for a taco. If you're pouring in a pinch or, or on the road, and I'm sure the line wasn't busy because Jack in the Box isn't that good. I think Jack in the Box is probably one of the worst fast food spots. It's oh my god, those tacos bad, were. Because but... I remember you were saying in your snack attack that it's hard to fuck up tacos. 
Yeah. And then today I ate the most fucked up taco in the world. It was like it was it almost looked it like it was thin, it was right? made like like wonton like it was like a dumpling or something. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. top of it was like all crunchy and then it's all soggy and shit in the bottom and it's like I don't know if there was meat in it or not and Yeah, I've I've heard rumors that Jack in the Box taco meat is actually vegan, which is a crazy thought. It was one of the most disgusting things I've ever eaten in my life. Really? That was pathetic. What was Utterly fucking pathetic. A two. <laughs> Out of a hundred? And that's only because there was cheese in it, and I tasted cheese. How? Cheese gave it two points. Okay. Yeah. They should be fucking ashamed of themselves. I hate Jack in the Box. I honestly, I, outside of their milkshakes, which I've had a couple times because I lived right next to a Jack in the Box, there's really nothing that I eat there. I think the tacos are pretty good, though. Or... No, I wouldn't say pretty good. I, I got edible. the chicken nuggets from there when Kevin and I drove back from Ellis Mania last year. But that's the only experience I have with Jack in the Box. Man, why did you take him to Jack in the Box, Kevin? Piece of shit. Because I hate Shuddy, and I wanted him to eat some horrible tacos. Hey. So, Shuddy, uh, what was your final review on Hereditary? Two dicks. Oh damn! All right. Uh, is that it on the reviews? That's all I got. All right. Uh, we got an email here. It says, "Fellas, I went to my first night market in Vancouver while visiting my sister, and it was absolutely amazing. Ended up very similar to you, as I could only stomach about three places, but it was great." I've been told it's the largest in North America. Don't know how true that is. Shud can fact check me. Uh, they had games and a little concert spot, which was fun too. Definitely something to check out if you're ever there. Also, P.S., uh, if you remember, I was a guy bitching about Jeff's audio quality when Skyping. And I'll tell you, I never hear the air conditioner. However, I appreciate the concern about it and that you guys sweat your nuts off for us. Have a good one. Yeah. You're the only person that's heard the air conditioner. And honest, and obviously, you have the most important opinion. But also, we leave the, the fucking air conditioner off. So that's why nobody can hear it. It, it has been running for a majority of the show today. I, I, yeah. I, ki- I killed it when we did sports ball. So I guess everyone who's weighed in that they can't hear the air conditioner... Weigh in again so Kevin <laughs> believes you. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Um, yeah, so pretty much these night markets are just fairs, right? Like, it's the cover's blowing on them. Now every, every, every city has one, right? Every city that has an Asian population. Is it, is it only night markets? Mm, so, like, the OC fair is, like, another thing that's... I don't know. Like we we They're grew the up same at the people fair. that do the no the sixty six night market. That's I think. the OC market. The OC fair uh, is something different okay. altogether. Gotcha. Uh, this this uh, girl that I used to work with went to the OC fair and posted on her Instagram a ramen sushi burrito, and Ooh. it looked fucking oh, badass. Uh, we were talking about going again in like a couple weeks, and now Jeff is pussying out. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't know how I feel about it. The boss has put the squash on it. That's the impression I'm getting. No. But. I I haven't even ran that up the, the flagpole. I haven't eaten I believe I'm going to go. I don't know if I will be going at the one in uh, next weekend. 
But there's there's two weekends left of the six two six night market. I might have to hit one of those motherfuckers up because I need more of them cheese noodles. The second one is a lot more likely than the first one for me, even though that is Labor Day weekend, so that one could be jumping. We so if we go to that one, we might have to make that one like a fucking. We might have to be there at like three thirty. Right oh my the doors open. Well, that sucks, wieners. I don't know, or maybe. I don't know. Maybe Labor Day doesn't do much for it, but it would stand a reason that it would, right? Yeah. I think that that would crush it on Labor Day. Uh, well, thank you for the email, Logan. And before we go, let's pop into... Voicemails, yay! I know our friend Arts uh, tipped me off that he left he left a, uh, a message for us. So I want to at least play that. Uh, farts. I don't remember. Okay, when did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood come out? The Thursday night, Friday. Okay, okay, let's see here. Uh, let's, I don't know. Maybe this is it. Mad Scientist Party Hour. What is up? It is 1.45 in the morning. I'm leaving Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And honestly, guys... I guess that he sucks. I'm fucking disappointed. What? I was going to be wrong. I'm a Tarantino fan. I have a Reservoir Dogs tattoo. I, uh... I don't, I don't fucking know, God. What the fuck? Oh, wow. Like, Man, did I just torn. hit something? Did I miss something? This isn't... It just seems like, uh, I, like a Tarantino homage to Tarantino. The, like, the cinematography was good. It was a lot of film talk. There were fucking references to the other movies. I fucking heard that. Not Gorlami, but fucking, uh... One of the other dickheads from fucking uh, Inglorious Bastards. It's the three names. It's Dominic Coco. It's uh, Gorlami, and then fucking what is it? Uh, Margarete. But they didn't say it that much. I felt like okay. Anyways, fuck, dude. Like uh, two hours. I, I, it was so long, and it was just about an act. Like I'm so like maybe it went over my head. Maybe I'm not fucking cinematically inclined to understand the fucking subtleties of the masterpiece that is fucking Quentin Tarantino's oh my goodness. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Art is pissed. I didn't fucking get it. Yup. Got good violence. We got a good payoff with some fucking good violence. Uh, that was awesome. I, I always liked Brad Pitt. I always liked Leonardo DiCaprio. Granted, they did great jobs in like the role of the fake role they had. Maybe he's going to talk himself into liking it. But it was... <laughs> that would be I, funny. I don't know. I guess I didn't get it. I don't... I'm confused. Maybe you guys can tell me more. Um, well, Arts, listen to the Easter yeah, egg. I don't fucking know. I got to go watch it again before I give it a score. I'm just oh, I'm confused. Shit. Maybe I... Again. So it's still maybe be I missed days. something. But at, right now, as it stands, not super pumped. If anything, I could fucking... I could fucking edit this movie into... Uh, 15 minutes. It's three hours. I'll give you 15 minutes. Just, you get the, you get it all. Everything, I don't, I'm fucking confused. All right, smoke weed, uh, I'm out. 
Well, you can, if you stay tuned, we did like 35 minutes of the Easter egg on Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Just, we covered it. We, you know, a lengthy conversation about all the major um, points or, or, or things that that we noted from from the show uh, from the movie, and you gotta you might be surprised on who feels like arts or if uh, or if none of us feel like arts. Yeah, yeah. You gotta listen up. You're just gonna have to tune in. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do one more voicemail and then head over into our Patreon show. Hey, dudes, uh, love the podcast. Uh, just calling because. Uh, listening to the newest episode and god damn every time jeff opens his mouth his trivia is wrong his facts so off uh point in case uh this time around uh lagunitas they are nationally now because uh they sold out to bex they were based in california they're bex now but i mean the last like 10 podcasts jeff always acts like he's the center of knowledge and smarter than shuddy which we all know he's not but Fuck, he's wrong on so much shit, especially California issues. He needs to go back to the East Coast because he doesn't know shit about the West Coast. Love you guys. Jeff, still love you, but uh, goddamn, you're wrong a lot. Bye. I don't know what... He said you're wrong all the time, but he didn't list one thing that you're wrong on. Yeah. I guess just California generally. He's right. Jeff's wrong all the time. Fair Uh, enough. Yeah, Yeah, we knew you were going to agree with that, but... What, what did he say his name was? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I think that I'm right probably 98 to 99% of the time. <laughs> I think if you disagree, you should just give yourself a wedgie. Thanks for the, the voicemail and thanks for listening. I mean, I don't know. Wait. I didn't oh. I didn't know Lagunitas was purchased by Beck. Was that... Was Not that, by Beck. Not by Beck, the Beck's. musical artist. Right, whatever. Beck's beer. The German beer, right? Yeah. I, I didn't know. Yeah, the guy that sings Loser? I didn't care. Was that vital <laughs> to the story? Like, whatever. <laughs> uh, all right. I, I love I, Beck, I, by the way. I love Beck. I can see we got a ton of voicemails. Uh, we'll try and get to those next week. Um, but we got a rap, homies. Got almost two hours here, and we still got another show to do. Well, bye on. Uh, thank you and all it's for not, listening. Uh, owned by Bex, it's owned by Heineken International. <laughs> Wait, so this fucking yeah, shutty him. You've just been shuddied. Suck a dick. So you fuck- shut your fucking whore mouth. <laughs> oh, again. Thanks for listening, and we appreciate it. But this fucking pussy calls in and complains about how I'm always wrong, and the one example that he gives is is him being wrong. Like, what the fuck? Cool. Now he's going to go back probably and listen to the, I don't know, previous 400-some-odd episodes that I've done. Like, well, wait a second. You were wrong here. He's just going to ding <laughs> you on, like, it's like yeah, a laundry list of items. Yeah, dude, you're going to find, like, a fucking million items I've been wrong on, probably. Jesus Christ. You got shut the fuck down. Let me tell you, as um, odds are, this is your first shuddying ever. Fucking stings, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, how does it feel? Doesn't pussy? that piss you off? Yeah, you're going to hate yourself tonight, just like <laughs> I do every time I get chuddied. But does 
Hein- does Bex own Heineken, or does Heineken own Bex? Maybe he's got you on no. a loophole. No? The shuddying stands? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the reigning uh, Trivial Pursuit champion, he can't be wrong. Bex is owned by Interbrew, which owns Budweiser, Stella, Bass, Labatt, Hogarth. Yeah, I've heard of them. Holy shit. This fucking this guy has no idea what he's talking about. Lagunitas is delicious, by the way. I'm about to go get a. I'm about to go get one of those hot brews. He's he's he's, those, out, uh, he's out there trying to deport you back to the East Coast. CBD brew, yeah. What a. I, I dude, I I lived through the earthquakes. I'm down. What what don't I what don't I get right about Southern California? And I don't, I don't pretend to be an expert about things outside of Redondo Beach. <laughs> Everything that I'm trying to speak on that's outside of Redondo Beach is just me talking bullshit. You should know that. That's part of the podcast. I'm talking shit 99% yeah. of the time. All right. Fucking pussy. We got to go for real now. Um, everybody check out Riotcast.com and all the other shows that are on this network with us. And if you haven't done so already, please help us out by hooking us up uh, with a subscribe and a five-star review on iTunes. It's the only way we can compete and let the world know how much ass this show kicks with fucking, uh, what is that? Uh, the high hops. You want to mellow out with me? I do. I'll drink one of those. Yeah, let the world know how much we kick ass because nobody knows who we are, but they know what five stars mean. Hey! Hey! If this hasn't been enough MSPH for you, might I suggest heading over to patreon.com slash madscientistpartyhour. Every week we do an extra little bonus episode. It's at least a half hour. That goes up every day after the show, and uh, you can get an invite to the Slack channel. And then on the $10 tier, we all have our individual shows. We just dropped a ton of content up there. There's uh, What the Fuck Did I Just Watch with Shuddy Boy and Dom, new episode of that. Kevin's Nerd Hole has been rebranded. Uh, I, do, I play video games and have a camera on me, so there's three of those videos up. Um, Jeff has Snack Attacks and Between Two Flushes. Tons of shit up there, so check it out. It's a good way to support your friends who bust their balls for the Puminati. We try, friends. We really do. Uh, What else? Hey, if you want to be a part of Voicemails, yay, just call 201-472-0139 and leave a message after the beep. Uh, Or you can just shoot us an email like Logan did, madscientist at riotcast.com. You can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Joe Front Records. And at MSPH Podcast. Shuddy, anything in closing? No. Sweet. So until next time, oh, something. Hey. Oh. Do you have audio? Yeah, and I can hear you. You can. Oh. Oh, my shit's unplugged. Uh, ha ha. I'm alive. Okay. Let's see here. Contact the shud. Meow, meow, meow.
Meow, 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 meow. What's up, Shuddy? Not much. What's going on, guys? Dude, what's going on with your electricity situation? Yeah. Oh, it's back up and running. We're not quite sure what happened, but the whole area was out without power for a little while. Thanks. Power line went down, maybe? I'm sure. It sounds the what the Facebook community page said it was a power line fire, but it has not been confirmed. All right. Well, hopefully that makes Shuddy's news in the Patreon. Nope. Kevin did his homework. <laughs> I did my homework. Uh -oh. Shuddy, did you do your homework? Yes. I did not respond to your text message asking if I saw it because that text message came two messages after I said I just saw once upon a time. Okay. He really stuck it to you, Jeff. <laughs> Me and Kevin. So yes, went... I did do my homework. I I went with uh, my dad yesterday to see it. Nice. Me and Kevin went and saw it Friday with my brothers and Paul, Shuddy Boy's dad, aka Shuddy Man. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I like that. Um, I gave a little. I gave a fucking two thousand word rev review of Once Upon a Time. You counted all the words? Uh, yeah. Wow. That must have taken a long time. <laughs> yeah. It's actually a quick uh, keyboard shortcut in Google Docs, but yeah. Um, I was going to count it up, and then halfway through, I was like, wait a second. There's an easier way to do this. But I'll start off with what I think kind Are of gonna ended Are we going to do it? We're going to Easter egg it? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it, right? Okay. Although I don't really have to go that. Actually, I do want to go spoiler heavy. Fuck it. Right. Um, Spoilers for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. You've been warned. Turn it off now if you want to watch it and don't want it spoiled for you. So I'll say what I said in the in, in the review. It, I This is like one of the f funnest experiences, movie-going experiences I've had. Maybe since like Wolf of Wall Street. Interesting. I was very curious as to how you were going to process the movie. Yeah, I tried to play it close to the vest and i think i succeeded in that when we left i didn't yeah, show we much walked, emotion we, every, every nobody did I we walk out of the theater you paul bill and cheech all just sitting there fucking like we're playing poker or some shit i like felt your energy i felt your energy i was hoping you were gonna kick it off and then i would have i would have came in but i didn't i didn't want to is that start is off. that like the is that like the new thing with kids these days everybody just refuses to talk about a movie once they once they leave the theater I think we you were guys all are too cool for it. I think we were all doing the same thing, and I think you're guilty of this too. We're waiting. I said it. We're waiting for someone else to like start it up and when get. We were all walking excited. out of the lobby. I was like, "That kicked ass," and you were like, "You're pussy." <laughs> and that was the entire discussion post movie. That's true. I wanted to save it for uh, this podcast. Fair I enough. I didn't want to have a full conversation, but I, I loved it. Uh, I thought uh, it was great. Um, 
Uh, obviously, Leonardo... See, if I rated this movie on the Jeff Clark scale of the overall experience, it would be negative two dicks. Oh, wow. Why? What happened? Uh, I loved the movie. Uh, we'll get into that more. But uh, everybody except me and maybe two other people in the theater were over the age of 60. Uh, you could tell that they were all, all there for a nostalgic uh, Hollywood movie starring that good that sweet boy Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Uh, because things went when things went off the rails at, at the end, they were audibly shocked and perturbed and dismayed. Uh, but there were old ladies. Those fucking idiots. They. Uh, there was so much normal volume talking. Oh, that Brad people. Pitt. What what color do you think his penis head is? Reminiscing <laughs> about the. I say purple. Uh, and totally. The labels on like the Kraft macaroni and cheese, like it was, uh, and then I also lost my wallet. Oh no! Oh shuddy! So yeah, this is a oh, negative shuddy. If I could put myself in your shoes, I would not be happy with that movie at all. What would you rate your life right now, shuddy? Uh, it's on the upswing. Oh, there the you upswing. go. After you got your power uh, you back. Know. Nice. All my credit cards have been. Canceled and new numbers reissued. So oh. Everything's fine. That's such uh, a pain in the dick, though. Especially when you have to go through a huge and pain change in the dick. all of your uh, auto payments. And I had... That's why I stopped using Bank of America. Those motherfuckers like to send you a new credit, credit card and every stuff. month. It was, it was a rough morning. Because I didn't even realize I lost my wallet at the movie until 7.45 this morning. Oh, one of those old ladies stole it for sure. Uh, so, yeah, but I, there was, at about the hour and 15 minute mark, I thought the movie was dragging a little bit. Interesting. Uh, Do you remember, like, what I scene in at, particular you I don't like? remember, but I remember I looked at my watch and I was like, oh, we're only an hour and 15 into this almost three hour movie. Hmm. Uh, All right. But... It was visually, it was very nice. It was awesome visually. I I liked it a great deal. It was a good story, and that that last act just yeah, that, blew me away. The, the whole third act was just straight up epic. I fucking it loved was, it. Yeah, it was. You could tell they were not expecting that at well, all. The when does the third act were, start? Is that... I when, when I don't know how do you know when the acts start? Uh, I used to have a more concrete answer for this. Yeah, you're you're a screenwriter. You yeah. should know this. Yeah, I I am, but like I've read so many screenwriting books and I've had all of the quote unquote rules stuffed down my throat so many times that it was like you know what? I feel like it, it sterilizes a story if you feel like you have to do this plug-and-play, follow-this-structure bullshit. That's interesting. Um, I'd say the the first act is establishing the stakes. The second act is more like the fun and games. That's like the meat of the story when you're kind of having fun with things. The final act is like the crescendo and... How things wrap up. The home stretch. Yeah. I would say the third act started with 
the Kurt Russell voiceover about uh, him going to Italy and doing the movies. And then okay. them coming yeah. back. That sounds right around there. Yeah, that would be that, that would be a third sense. act break. Good yeah. call. Good call. All right, I can I can understand when, that in my brain. When we saw Jeff and I and our and our whole group saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at the Hollywood ArcLight, which is like a, a very important theater to Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, it's it it has the Cinerama Dome attached to it. I forget how old the Cinerama Dome is, but it's. It's, it's a, at it's least old. It's old, older than the movie because yeah, it, was it was in the movie. It was in the movie. They showed the Cinerama Dome in one of the <laughs> shots, and before we got there, a little with a with like ten minutes to spare, so we smoked a joint in front of the Cinerama Dome. If where we were stand, if if we were standing where we were when Quentin shot filmed that shot, we would have been in it. Yeah, smoking like it was, weed on the camera. Yeah, it was so cool seeing the spot where we just smoked weed in that movie, and. I'm not going to lie, I got really, really stoned. So the first 30 minutes of the movie, I was sort of spacing out a little bit. It's a little hazy. Yeah. See, because I went with my dad, I kept my marijuana intake to a minimum. Yeah, I don't want dad calling you out for being high. Uh, my dad doesn't give a shit. Wait a second. He would have been fine with it. Shetty boy, are you stoned right now? What? No, I just didn't need allergies. both to be snoring in the theater so brad pitt and leonardo dicaprio are fucking awesome they need to get in more movies together oh yeah and they did an amazing job like like that was an epic pairing leonardo dicaprio as as rick dalton just fucking killed it like he had these random ticks that i almost thought was like a mistake early like almost like a Poor editing, like, like yeah, in uh, that, fuck up, and then this, it was, the was like, wait a second, with this Al Pacino like... when he was stammering, right? He did, he did things like that. That at first I was like, what the fuck, and then it was like, oh, that's the character. Oh, this is badass. Like that guy really kind of upped his game from an acting standpoint a little bit for this movie. Uh, I mean, he took a, what, a four-year hi- hiatus, right, from this and The Revenant, but Brad Pitt's character was fucking awesome. Like that gave him the most opportunity to like look uh to look cool and 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 he like the most chance to I guess flourish in a sense in an acting sense and and he nailed it, yeah. I thought. Yeah, yeah, the the performances were spot on. Uh their the chemistry between Brad and Leo was phenomenal. I like even Shuddy, like we were saying like in the in the when the first half or so of the movie it it is it's kind of uneventful as far as a movie going experience right. goes, but just watching those two on screen together was so entertaining. See, I fucking loved it. I, I understand what Shuddy meant about it dragging, but it didn't drag for me at all. And I kind of knew what I was getting into, and I and I that's what I was hoping for. It was 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 more like dialogue and more just like a back and forth in between characters, and I guess like action if you want to put it that way. I, one of my issues with it is that there honestly wasn't enough Leon, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt dialogue. The 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 one they spend a lot of time together, but they're not always talking. Right, and the one situation that I that I'm I'm, I'm hinting on specifically is is when uh, Rick Dalton Leo's character like starts to let him down, but or starts like break up with him. It's like, dude, this is. You know, this is the end of the run. I got to focus on my wife. I don't know what's going on in my career. You're the homie, but I can't pay you anymore. But 
let's get fucked up one more time. And like, I like literally got to the edge of my seat at that point. I was like, fuck yes. Like I was hoping for like a Wolf of Wall Street, Donnie Azoff meets like Tarantino dialogue with Brad Pitt. Just like, uh, like 15 minute, like weird drunk conversation between Leo's character and Brad Pitt's character. That's what I hope we're getting. The direction it went was also awesome. Yeah. Right, but I, I don't know. I, I, I wish that they uh, allowed a little more budget within the movie to get to go in that direction. Anyways. So one one of the notes that I made, and it seems like since I've seen the movie, people have been commenting on it on social media. But a lot of time spent in cars, huh? There's a lot of time spent in cars, just driving and listening to music. People pulling into parking spaces, getting out of cars, getting into cars. If you chopped all the car, just no dialogue, just driving in cars out of the movie, it would have like decimated the runtime. Yeah. Well, hey guys, and that's... I, I noticed a point. You were laughing. What do you mean? About like, which? About what specifically? I think, think it was like the second or third time Brad Pitt's driving Leo's car, and it's just oh. a shot, like next to the car as he's like weaving in and out of traffic you see it like from the driver's side window so and i and i wrote this in my review and this is what i was about to say to your point right there it's like people that are complaining or just making note of like the fact that like they spent so much time in their cars it's like yeah motherfucker that's living in la yeah we do spend a lot of times in our car and it sucks like i guess it kind of like hints at that and i and i and i like whether I don't I don't know if he did it subconsciously he might have but like that's kind of if you live in LA a lot of your time is spent commuting but I, I, I like I thought it was hilarious because I've actually my father kind of drives like that one of my homies drive like just weaving like, in and out of lanes dude like hyper aggressive like offensive driving and and like getting from point A to point B on a fucking mission and he wasn't even like he wasn't even wired up or like. He wasn't like, I don't know, demonstrative about his happiness or, 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 or the adrenaline rush that it was. It was just like how he commutes. <laughs> He's just fucking it was awesome, dude. I, I, I was yeah, I laughed out loud a couple of times, dude. I thought that the only was a complaint trick. my dad had about the movie was that his Brad Pitt's car, the Carmen Ghia, would not drive as fast on the freeway as they made it seem it could. Okay. All right. I wouldn't argue back with Shuddy Man. Yeah, that's an interesting <laughs> nitpick from Shuddy Man, but I'll I'll take it for face value. Yeah, I believe him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't too. know much about that car. <laughs> um, I, I I talked to Miguel because Miguel is a is a massive Tarantino nerd, and he was telling me I guess he read some interviews or watched some interviews that um, what Tarantino was trying to convey with like those long driving shots was just the experience he had as a kid driving around Hollywood with his stepdad. Okay. So he kind of just like wanted to give seeing those that. spots? And yeah. Just, okay. Just taking in the lay of the land. Because a lot of it is kind of like that. And that, that whole montage, probably around the time of the third act, when they show all those like Hollywood, Los Angeles landmarks that are... Really, Los Angeles is gigantic. And the stuff they covered was in a very small radius. Like It's Hollywood. Yeah. Showing showing the Cinerama Dome, showing El Coyote, which I don't know how much they had to de-age that. I've only lived in Los Angeles for eight years, but I drive by El Coyote all the time. I've never been. I heard it's epic. 
Um, but it looks exactly the same. Like, it, do it doesn't look like... And I I'm guessing that was one of those details Tarantino wanted to nail, was making sure El Coyote looked the way it did in 1969. And just from that comparison, it looks exactly the same. And it was funny seeing it in the arc light in Hollywood and everybody cheering at all, like, the yeah. landmarks they recognized. The locals cheering. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. That was part of, like, the why it was so much fun, the movie-going experience. Like, the the leading up to, like, the the final act, like, everyone... It felt like everyone in the, in, in, in the theater knew the story, right, of Charles Manson, the Manson family murders and all that stuff. And yeah. I, I feel like... It's almost common knowledge. Um, so, like, everyone in the theater was, like, rooting for what had happened or what happened to to happen. Like, that's what they wanted. Like, that's, like, the, the, the what should have happened in real life. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, I would love for Tarantino to make movies about more tragedies and giving them happy endings. Dude, I wrote the same <laughs> thing down. Like, he should just rewrite <laughs> history. Like, yes. just keep re rewriting history. The like, world I went into that to scene Tarantino. having so much concern for the dog. You would. Brandy, she had her shit together, yep. though. Brandy yeah, was the Brandy. biggest badass in the entire movie. Yeah, and Brad Pitt keeping his composure after fucking smoking a dippy. That guy, that character was fucking awesome. Badass, definitely. It, it, was, it was difficult to find out. I'd like to, to see the out. prequel movie of what happened to his wife. It, well, I feel like they answered it. Yeah, they kind of did do one of those like, <laughs> family guy cutaways. Like, you just fucked up. She was probably, uh, you know, uh, well, she was definitely railing on him, and it was probably an everyday thing, and he's like, fuck it. My thing is, like, how does everyone know that he murdered her and he gets acquitted? Like, wouldn't, isn't his word and the law's word good enough? To, like, it might have been, like, one of those OJ situations where he was clearly guilty, and by some weird, you know, technicality hang-up, he got he got off in the case, yeah, but there's not coverage in the case like OJ. So I don't get that. But either way, like that was the only like, I don't know, shitty thing about that character. Like I, I him coming home and just like crushing beers and eating Kraft Mac and cheese. Like that is my spirit animal. Like, <laughs> and just like his, uh, the Bruce Lee scene was fucking awesome. I, I read a little bit about that. I was trying to find out if it actually happened or not. And a couple people are, a couple things that I read and people I talked to said that there is a story floating around that it did happen. I feel like a lot of like Tarantino's fiction here is based on real life. So I don't know if a stuntman ever whooped Bruce Lee's ass, but I, I just envision myself being in Brad Pitt's shoes and having the same reaction to Bruce Lee saying that he would cripple Muhammad Ali like that. That logic and like him, him saying that is so fucking ridiculous. And I grew up loving Bruce Lee, and I kind of thought at one point, like, oh my god, Bruce Lee's probably the biggest badass in the world. But knowing what I know now, and understanding what I do about like life and just sports and whatever, like, not like Muhammad Ali would fucking kill that guy. And just, just every I don't know, like most people had to consider Bruce Lee a badass, and for fucking. Brad Pitt's character just laughing in his face like, dude, are you serious? <laughs> like, pretty much like, I'll, I'll beat your ass right here. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. The champion. Um, and I was trying to read if, like, Bruce Lee actually even thought that. And funny thing is, I was, I guess his biographer, Bruce Lee, 
um, said like when he was he didn't want to include this in the story because Bruce Lee's biography was was you know is to celebrate his life and him as a badass and they didn't want any self-deprecating bullshit in there but like when he asked Bruce Lee about it Bruce Lee like laughed and was like no, a guy's hands are bigger than my head <laughs> pretty much like that guy he'd fucking kill me <laughs> and the biographer never included in that but I, I love that scene and like just more to the point like and also I, it was I a fantasy fuck. scene it was like Brad Pitt just daydreaming okay no, it wasn't. It was. Was well, it a uh, flashback or fantasy? Was I was flashback. confused on this. It was. Flashback, I thought it was fantasy. Right? Okay, so no, my brother it, thought it was, it was a, flashback a flashback because Leonardo uh, Rick says to him because he was asking if there was stunt work on the new show, and he said the gaffer is friends with Randy, so it's not going to happen. And so it flashed back to what happened, the rant incident with Randy. Oh, because I thought it was Kurt Russell's character. Because the the so, way because yeah. that was Zoe Bell who played his wife. She's like a stunt woman for Uma Thurman a lot in his movies, and like when she starts flipping out on Brad Pitt, and then Kurt Russell comes out. Like the the two of them talking seemed like they had already taken in account that conversation they had already had. Like, all right. Look, you can you can work on this, but just stay clear of my wife or some shit like that. Yeah. We need more people but to the, weigh in on this because my brother said that he thought it was a flashback. And I, I was literally going to ask you. A flashback. I, I, I was confused. I didn't know if that was a daydream. He was like, oh, I'll go over there and whoop Bruce Lee's ass. Or, no, I, no thought, I thought it was a flashback. No, he repeats the line. He repeats the line, the gaffer's friend with Randy, so it's not going to happen. Or whatever the exact line was. And then it goes to that scene where Rick is trying to get him to work on, on as his stuntman on Green Hornet. Randy agrees, get, says, stay away from my wife. And then Brad Pitt fucks up right in front of the wife hmm. and gets fired. And so he's not going to get this work on this other show because of this incident. Right. Well, either way, I, that's, that's, that's my spirit animal in this movie. Brad Pitt did a phenomenal job and the whole the like how they set him up for just being like a badass or or like the little like nuggets they drop along the way is fucking great. Like the, the little parkour shit that he does to get on top of the roof to fix the antenna is like I, at the at that point I don't think you've, you you haven't seen him fight yet or anything like that. But it's like the first hint that like all right, this guy's got this guy's got some talent. He's got some. He's got. He's got a lot going on. There's. There's a story behind those fucking crazy eyes, or behind Brad Pitt's character. Uh, one of the questions that I actually had for you, though, what, do you think that guy declines the roadhead from the underage girl? I feel like that's that's one like kind of I don't know plot hole if that's the right way to, uh, right thing to call it, but that's the one. No, because he was. They 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 interact like two times before that, where like he sees her and he's like holy shit and they lock eyes and she shoots him like a peace sign or whatever and he shoots her a peace sign back. Then the second time they bump into each other, he's driving Leo's car by himself and he's like ah I can't really pick up hitchhiker sorry. Third time it works out and he's like all right you're getting a ride with me and then she's like I want to suck your cock and he's like nah you're too young. It's like well weren't you like. 
flirting with her right like all those other times that's what i'm saying like when it gets to the point that it gets to like how does he be like oh no you're too young and i remember watching the movie and being like wow this chick is so hot and then when brad pitt was like i gotta see some id to make sure you're not underage i was like oh fuck i feel like a creep right now (laughs) yeah and then i went home and i looked her up and she's 25 and i was like ah what are you doing brad pitt right and i guess in the movie she wasn't but like when i saw her at first i was like oh fuck yeah this is awesome um, and then when he, the, when the he, hairy armpits took me out of it. Yeah. Uh, hairy armpits are a bummer, but she was yeah. hot enough to where I agreed to turn off, but she definitely, uh, made up for it. But I have chicks in that movie. My God. Margot Robbie is just a living work of art. She, I, I've said this before. I think she's the hottest living woman right now or at least a lot of the hottest famous woman and she's a hell of an actor too she's she's awesome she fucking kills it dude she can do all these different accents and 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 different voices and i don't know yeah, like, she's australian she's so amazing she, every time she acts she plays an american person so she has to put an accent on the like the only thing stopping her is like her beauty like you can't put her in certain roles because she's just too pretty probably for that role you know what i mean but, like, her acting chops are up there. And, like, she's really the only person that could have played Sharon Tate. Oh, yeah. Sharon Tate is, like, an all-time smoke show. Still super hot to this day. And it was weird that they, they like, they put, they spliced Leo into old footage and old movies, mm-hmm. TV and shit. But when they showed Sharon Tate scenes, they actually just left her as Sharon yeah. Tate. I wonder... If it's anything to do with, you know, the murders and... It absolutely has to. It was probably out of respect. Yeah, it was probably Quentin paying Maybe she legit gets money, her estate. Maybe. If that matters at all. I don't know. It's being 50 years ago at this point, so maybe not. Um, I'm going to... I loved it. I plan on seeing it again. I want to go... I was trying to get us... When we had our our plans locked in, I was trying to get us tickets to see it in the Dome. Because I know know Tarantino loves the Dome. I know he wanted to have... um, the Hateful Eight premiere there, and Disney fucked him over by, like, squeezing the Arclight's arm and forcing them to cancel on Quentin and putting the Star Wars premiere there. So I just thought that would have been cool to see it in the Dome. But all the Dome showings were sold out yeah. for the night we wanted to go by the time we had our shit locked in. So I think I will see it again in the Dome just for, just for the experience. So one of my quibbles that I have <laughs> with the movie is is going back to Margot Robbie. I don't think there was enough for her in there. I think... Yeah, they, and Tarantino got called out by that when it like premiered at Sundance or Cannes or something. Right? And yeah, it was, and it was a female reporter, so she kind of framed it as like, oh, why does Margot Robbie not get more time? Because she's a woman! When you could have just asked it without making it about gender, but that that question pissed him off, and he got all snippy with her. And Right. I think he does pretty well for women in terms of especially their dirty feet i mean there's so <laughs> many dirty feet in this movie it's i mean like, how get many... it dude you like dirty feet <laughs> yeah that's true he's a fucking foot creeper but like <laughs> uma thurman like she's kill bill uh lead like he does he's he does fine uh, when it comes to actresses and and gender equality in his movies um i do wish that there was more <coughs> shit about the manson family because the spawn the spawn is that what it's called spawn yeah spawn ranch that scene was approaching weird and creepy 
And because... With all the hippies? With all the hippies. And I feel like they could have went back to that later in the movie and been like less on set for the westerns. I don't really like westerns. Um, but, I mean, he pulled it off for the most part. I just wish there was more like creepiness with the Manson shit. And they... Because... You know, the final scene with, you know, the Mansley, Manson family murders going awry in their case. Uh, it, I think it would have been better if they'd build up the story, that's that's that storyline more. Yeah, and it was odd that when production started, all the headlines were Tarantino's making a Manson family movie. Yeah. So, all this time, everybody's been thinking that the focal point of the movie was going to be the Manson murders, mm-hmm. when it was just more an afterthought. It was basically just about the relationship of Leo and Brad and Leo coming to terms with aging out of some of his roles and well, facing obscurity in we his craft. Sh- we should go back and find like shitty things in history to like send it to Quentin Tarantino as like movie ideas. Like somehow get uh a comedy out of I don't know like a fucking a famous whatever a famous crime or a famous uh, yeah fam- he should he should do a reboot of Titanic <laughs> yeah where the ship doesn't sink where the ship makes it to New York yeah it just when the when the iceberg approaches the ship just plows through the iceberg and destroys it and everybody just goes on partying um so I wish that it been more again, that was my issue one of my <clears throat> concerns about it leading up is that it wasn't going to be more Manson family center. And, um, and I, you know, I was thinking about it through Nachi's perspective. She wasn't there. She didn't go to the movie with us, but <laughs> she's a foreigner and she has no idea about Charles Manson and the Manson family murders. And I'm sure none of her friends who, are, uh, none of her Brazilian friends are familiar. And, and, and I feel like a lot of young people and, or I don't know there, I think there's a lot of people who are less familiar with the Manson family shit than the movie, like, accounted for. Like, I felt like the ending was a little too inside baseball because there wasn't enough storyline devoted to the Manson family, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I don't... I'm not too boned up on the Manson family murders, but when I looked at a couple of articles after we saw the movie and saw that, like, you know, the people... Those characters that they just fucking obliterate, yeah. The Manson family members who get killed in Quentin's alternate history, yeah. Those were like real people, yeah. That was really them, and that was kind of how the night was supposed to play out. Except they were supposed to go to Sharon Tate's house and fucking smoke all those people, right? Yeah, well, because what ended up happening was him coming out of the house and yelling at them changed the timeline. So I was confused by that. So how did they go to the wrong house if they just parked at that house? And they real- didn't go to the wrong house. They intended to go there for him. Oh, they wanted to kill Leonardo DiCaprio? Yes, because the crazy girl in the back seat said, I had a dream we should, and then about how Hollywood was all about violence and everything and how they should perpetuate. Perp- oh, I see. How they should bring it to them. So that they and so it changed from going after Sharon Tate to going after Leonardo DiCaprio, which was awesome considering how that played out. But um, yeah, so I wish there was some more about them. And 
uh, the the scene where they're at the Spawn Ranch got a little creepy, and it could have been way worse. But like Brad Pitt is such a badass, and him flipping it on them, where he fucking beats that guy until he fixes his tire, uh, which is some of the hardest shit ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, I guess ask. it couldn't have gotten that creepy that scene because you always knew Brad Pitt was going to be able to handle himself in that situation. Um, what else? I don't know. I. I'm ready to score this motherfucker. Yeah, we're we're over a half hour in the Easter egg, yeah. so yeah, let's <laughs> So I give it a four seven five. I'll suck yeah, four point seven five dicks on this one. Thought it was awesome. Uh I'll revisit it. I don't think I'm gonna go in the theaters, but following months and maybe it'll be a Clark Classic. It approached it, but it is not a first ballot Clark Classic, but it's fucking awesome. It was one of the better movies I've seen in the theater since. Cause, yeah, I know this was uh Star is born, I guess. I really like that movie. So, Quentin Tarantino's legacy was on the line with you. For me, for yeah. One. Yeah. I was saying that before the movie, right? Yeah. I was saying that yeah. leading up. Like you said I said it on last week's episode. I was like, he needs to pull this through might on this be one. Where you jump off. Yep. And he came through. He brought me back in. I'm excited. I can't wait for his next film. I don't know. It's supposed... Actually, I can wait. It's the fucking Star Trek movie, right? He's going to do a rated R Star Trek? Supposedly. I mean, that's what it's in IMDb as. People people still don't know if that's going to count towards his 10 films. People, okay. I'm glad you brought this up because I don't believe that to be a thing. I, is he still saying it? When was he last interviewed about it? I don't know. Because he, he might have said it years ago. I think when push comes to shove, he'll do 11 and 12 and 13 because the money's good. And I I can't see he's a he's a fucking filmmaker. Right. He's not he's not doing it for the money. He the dude clearly loves cinema and he loves making movies. I couldn't see him retiring at the age he is now and living out the rest of his life without ever another idea popping in his head for a movie that he would want to make. And then be like, "Hey, well, you know, I, th- I said I was going to do 10, so I, I I can't do it." Yeah, and he always <laughs> nice. And he always had like any time, any, any studio he calls will produce his movie. So, like, he'll never have an issue getting it made. Yeah. So, like... Especially this. This was his highest grossing opening weekend ever. Fuck. He might even retire after ten films. But after, like, four or five years, the Washington Wizards give him a call. Yeah, he's gonna, Jordan's going to unretire. <laughs> uh, I, I'm giving it 4.25 dicks. Whoa. But I, I liked it more than you. I reserve the right to change that that rating uh, after my next viewing. I don't believe you can change it on the podcast. You can just change it. I can do whatever I want, Jeff. <laughs> All right, but I'm not talking about it with you again. Shuddy, what you, what's your grade? Four and a half. Oh, damn. All right. I did not think I was going to be the most critical. Yeah. I, I thought I was... I actually thought you were going to give it five. You love that movie coming out of it. So I was like, oh, man. I, like, I, like I said, going into the third act, I was, I don't want to say I was bored, <laughs> but it was uneventful. Like, it was a lot of dialogue, you know, a lot of uh, different things happening. Like that scene with Timothy Oliphant where they first meet and he's talking and no hat and then just there's a blip and he all of a sudden has his hat on. Yeah. The, the so, jump cut. So, so it, w- it was interesting. Like, I, I, I liked that stuff, but I thought that it was uneventful. See, uh, I, my, and my, then the third act happened and I was like, this is amazing. This was 
it, like it was uneventful and then it just goes from zero to a hundred. Yeah. And then it ends. Yeah. And then it's over. I, my, my final thought on it is it struck me as one of the least Tarantino films of Tarantino as in until like there, yep. like there was a lot of dialogue, but a lot of the times, a lot of that dialogue falls in very few conversations. So people will be having a comp- like two characters will be talking, and it'll be a fifteen minute fucking scene while they both blather on about basically nothing. It didn't seem like that was the case in this one. Yeah, it was a lot of forward momentum, I guess. Yeah, I hear it, what you're it saying. Didn't sp- like individual conversations on themselves didn't seem to spin their tires for all that long. See, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see the big final scene coming at all. So, like all all the things that I guess Shuddy is, I don't know, not even complaining, but just like alluding to possibly being dings on the overall score, weren't things that were noticeable or an issue for me. I guess, like I, I just enjoy. Like I was, like, 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 like you said, like I laughed out loud when he was like just driving the car. Like I just thought, Leo's, his shit where he would just randomly, not randomly, but he would start crying and get all emotional. I thought was hilarious. <laughs> uh, I thought the the on screen chemistry with him and that little girl was a great yeah inter- uh, exchange. And though it, you know, obviously there wasn't any action, it was great. And and like. Her saying like that was the best acting I've ever seen, I thought that was I thought that was great because I feel like that was the best Leo we've seen. I don't know. I really like the Revenant as well, but that's that was I, I felt like some of the be- his best work. Do you um, think this gets him an Oscar nomination? See, I don't know. I'm I, I can't project that shit. Maybe maybe I I'm just not reading as much as I have been in recent years, and it's still early, but. I don't even know who the contenders would be. I would say he should, but I don't know. It's so early. Would it be supporting too? Would it be like wasn't he up for best supporting as Jenga uh or in Jenga? Can't remember. Like would he get the lead for this? I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he would get the lead for this. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if he'll be up for and it. Man, that mid credit scene with the the cigarette ad fucking awesome yeah it was funny and he fucking yeah he kills it i i hope he gets nominated that's, that's a good question do you think he's gonna get nominated i could see it happening it's just so far out it's so hard i don't know what any of the buzz is gonna be and like the conversation completely changes come like november and december right yeah and all those fucking stupid movies come out they should have put this movie out early, later but that again it brought in the most money for a tarantino movie ever so i guess they're doing something right uh, looks like he didn't get nominated for Django. Well, all right. Well, I'm just oh, talking well. out of my ass. All right. From Los Angeles, California, we're the Mad Scientist Party Hour. <laughs> <laughs>